This is DMOU, Destination Marketing Organization University, the DMO Sectors Podcast, and I'm your host, Bill Geist. DMOU is where you hear the best and the brightest in the destination marketing space sharing innovative and compelling stories to inspire you to take your destination and organization to the next level. The format for our conversations on DMLU, elegantly simple. It's three questions and a bonus round. And today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Searchwide Global, the premier executive search firm in the DMO space. Mike Gamble and his team uncover the talent out there that isn't looking, meaning that clients get a far richer candidate pool from which to choose than just placing ads in pubs and online. And their client satisfaction rate across multiple metrics is 98%. If you're looking for a new opportunity or looking for the perfect candidate, call them. You can learn more at searchwideglobal.com. And now it's on to our show. Today's guest, Gretchen Hall, the brand new chair of Destinations International. Gretchen began working at the Little Rock CVB in 2001 as an event coordinator. Ten years later, she was named the Bureau's president and CEO. Unlike most DMOs, Gretchen also manages public meeting facilities, including the State House Convention Center, the Robinson Center, Ottermeyer Hall, First Security Amphitheater, and five downtown public parking facilities. And during her tenure, Gretchen managed the $70 million renovation and expansion of the Robinson Performance Hall and Conference Center. Gretchen was a scholarship athlete in basketball, while earning a Bachelor of Arts degree from Lyon College, and later a Master's in Business Administration from the University of Arkansas at Little Rock. She is a certified meeting professional and a certified destination management executive. She loves sports and volunteers to this day as a basketball coach at Little Rock Christian Academy. Indeed, in her first guest appearance on this podcast, she shared that it was basketball that brought her to the DMO world. So Gretchen Hall, welcome back to DMOU. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you bet. Great to see you in Baltimore at Destinations International's annual meeting, and congratulations on ascending to the chair of the mothership. (laughs) Thank you so much. I look forward to the year ahead. Yeah. You know, every year, the new chair kind of rolls out an agenda, if you will. And and you identified three major pillars from the podium. And we have a three-question format, so look, this works. Let's <laughs> dive into each one. First up, yeah. it's for all of us to double down on equity, diversity, and inclusion. What are your hopes in DEI as your chairmanship begins to roll? Sure. So, you know, this one's kind of a passion project for me. You know, the recent civil unrest and the social justice battles, those aren't new for our country, but I do think that conversations and positive actions have certainly been elevated after going through what we've been going through for the last year and a half or so. So after enduring all of that, I I just see this being a once in a century chance to kind of reimagine what our industry looks like, to rebuild and reshape it into an industry that works equitably for everyone an industry where, you know, I'm looking forward to the word diversity, not just being something we think about when we cast our photo shoots and our video shoots and do our advertising campaigns and where inclusion and equity aren't just buzzwords, but they're truly tent poles to our shared success. I think DI has become a leading voice in elevating that conversation about why EDI matters. They have a very large committee of dedicated industry leaders in their EDI task force that are engaged and they focus on providing not only educational opportunities, but tangible tools to help DMOs implement specific measures within their own organizations and communities. And that's what's so important for us to be able to take away tangible activities and strategies. 
DI issued a roadmap manual earlier. Uh, they featured the white paper that you and Searchwide produced to help highlight the need for board diversity and starting at the top. Uh, so thank you for that. Yep. Uh, and they featured 10 case studies this year uh, at the conference spotlighting, again, EDI efforts that some of our DMOs are doing. And, and those are great takeaways to be able to go back and implement in your own destination. And then they've offered just a wide range of webinars and educational opportunities focused on this topic. I think DI truly recognizes the importance of cultivating a unified travel industry where everyone is welcome and where there's equitable access uh, to all. So I'm excited to build on that great foundation and continue to develop the tools and the knowledge to help reshape the existing power structures, along with a variety of workforce development issues because they go hand in hand so that marginalized voices and minority communities are included to better reflect the destinations that each of us represent. Yeah, and I think your point to tangible tools and case studies, that's going to be key. Absolutely. Because I think so many of us, signing the pledge is easy, right? Saying that we're in this, but then what? Right. And I, I don't think that a lot of us have the tools yeah. to actively take the next two, three, four, and five steps to actually make this a reality in our communities. And so that's why I think it's so valuable. And I'm, I'm thrilled that this is one of your three pillars because this can't be a one and done thing for our, our destinations. Not, not at all. So I, I think, again, those tangible tools and those tactical measures that can be shown through case studies, through different educational opportunities, through those white papers and, and others, the roadmap manual and a variety of other tactics, because every destination is a little different. And so everyone should be able to pick up some of those tools and be able to implement in their local communities. Yeah. One of our earlier podcasts, we featured Greg DeShields from Diversity PHL. Mm -hmm. And what I loved about what he had evolved that effort into is it's one thing to look at your shop and say, we've got to do a better job of having a diverse workforce here at the DMO and a diverse board here at the DMO, but they've gone kind of almost 180 and they're taking their message out to those minority and underserved populations of entrepreneurs that don't know what a DMO is, right? that have never heard of what we do, never would consider that there are opportunities to get into the visitor economy and seeking out these businesses and bringing them into the fold. And I think that's the that's probably the epitome of really doing EDI right. Absolutely. That's huge. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So number two, I've been a member of DI for three decades. And every few years we hear the term, we're going to put the I back into DI, right? You said your second goal is global. So tell us how DI can become increasingly relevant around the world. Sure. So this has actually been a focus of several previous chairs, um, Tammy Blunt Canavan and, and Butch Spirit and most recently. And I think there's been huge strides already made. I go back to we all know the true benefits and value of travel, which I believe are global benefits, right? Not just benefits here in the U.S., but there is nothing that breaks down barriers and creates a greater understanding of different cultures than travel. Yep. There's no better education than one can receive firsthand through travel. Um, there are countless positives related to our mental health attributed to travel. And of course, we all know the economic benefits that travelers bring to each of our individual communities. And so DI and many of our business partners have developed amazing tools and research 
that DMOs across the globe can use to support their missions and advance their relevancy. I think the current membership base right now spans 15 countries for Destinations International. Earlier this year, we announced a new Canadian alliance that will greatly expand our footprint and our support in that country. And there's already additional partnerships in the works with other North American countries, uh, as well as some European countries. So I look forward to assisting those measures and helping us expand our footprint. You know, I think a couple of things that that DI does, first of all, it is a, a tremendous collaborative association that represents the greatest industry in the world because I'm biased. Aren't we all? But I think our global membership represents the, just the most powerful forward thinking leaders And I just feel like DI is the glue that can bring us all together. And that's whether we represent the world's largest market or a small community working to maximize a modest budget, whether your destination is thriving and the term pandemic is in your rearview mirror, or you're still grappling with the health concerns and the restrictions and the mandated shutdowns. Um, DI can bring us all together so that we can learn from one another, share those best practices and the strategies, and offer the tools to increase our relevancy and hopefully raise the level of professionalism for the success of DMOs and destination organizations across the globe. So I think there's a need for this association in countries outside of North America, and DI is focused on helping meet that need. Yeah, and I don't know what happened because when I got into this business back in the well, I got involved with Destinations International in the 90s. I remember that I mean, it was really very international. We had international-based chairs of the organization. We had a lot of international board members and a lot of international content. And for some reason, that kind of fell apart in the aughts and in the teens. And I'm not sure why, but I look back to those days, and I remember the content that we would, as North American DMOs, benefit from, from a more global uh, perspective, it really opened my eyes to other ways of viewing what we do, how we do it, the philosophy behind it. I mean, there was talk, you know, decades ago about sustainability. And of Mm -hmm. course, those of us in North America are going, what? Right. (laughs) It never even dawned on us. And yet they were dealing with that in other places around the globe. And had we been paying attention, we wouldn't have allowed some of our destinations to now find themselves in that position. But I think the global thing from a selfish perspective, not just from we all should be together, but selfishly, we can learn an awful lot here in North America from other countries and and how they go about doing destination marketing and management. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I I look forward to continuing uh, those positive movements. Great. So your third goal is advocacy. And, you know, Jack, Andreas, Gabe, they have been doing stellar work over the past couple of years in this space. But as Coach McGinty said in that classic movie, The Replacements, it's nasty out there. So it's only getting worse. Uh, We're watching all over the country really ugly political plays that threaten destination marketing organizations and, you know, the visitor economy in their communities. So what's your vision to take DI even further into the advocacy role? What can we expect going forward? (laughs) It is nasty out there, isn't it? It is. Yeah, the world in which we live is is truly um, crazy at times. I think the advocacy work that DI has done, and you just mentioned that team by name, everything from the language lexicon to the research and and tools like the Economic Impact Calculator, DMAP and DNEX programs, they have 
tremendously helped DMOs increase their relevancy within their local communities and, and hopefully earned them a seat at the table, uh, at that decision table when talking about infrastructure development and policy decisions with our elected officials, because I think those relationships truly matter. And there are plenty of examples where the DMO didn't have the relationship or the elected officials didn't understand um, the value. You know, I call advocacy kind of the foundation of the association, and it certainly remains mission critical, helping all of us learn how to work with elected officials, how to um, speak to elected officials, how to tell our story with elected officials and our local leadership to ensure that we have a, a seat at that decision table regarding policies and strategic planning for the destination uh, is just so important. Providing that we have the resources to explain the importance of our DOs and our work in local community, I think that also transcends those geographic locations and the size of destinations. Uh, These are things that we all need to be successful. So specifically, I haven't had a chance to finish reading the new advocacy workbook that DI just released at the annual conference a week ago. But man, it is going to be a wonderful tool for destinations of all sizes and geographic location. And the best part about that workbook is it, it's truly a living document. So there's going to be constant updates and new additions. And again, back to those tangible uh, and tactical measures that we can implement within our own destinations uh, is just so important. The work of DI has always been critical, but fostering those bold ideas and connecting all of the people and elevating the tourism industry to its highest potential collectively as we recover from this global pandemic. I think we've just got such an opportunity to raise the profile of our industry and really cement the value of our work within local communities. And we're certainly going to need DI uh, in order to successfully do that. Yeah. And so much of what the advocacy team uh, at DI is doing is available to any DMO, whether you're a member or whether you're not. But you're right. The workbook is a member benefit and one Mm -hmm. that, I mean, if anybody is is not a member of Destinations International and you're on the fence, this is one of those moments yep. where it's like, okay, here's one more reason that you need to be a member yes. because this is going to be an important tool for all of us. You know, I'm watching, painfully watching two DMOs on the verge of meltdown. And, you know, I don't know whether an outside voice from the International Association would change anybody's mind, because I think their minds are made up, which is sadly a lot of what politics is today. There's there's no right. discussion. It's just you're going to go on party line. But is there an opportunity, do you think, for DI to be able to drop an expert in to try to calm waters to say, I'll, and I'll give you a great example. There was a bureau about a year ago, a new mayor comes in and he says, he goes, you know, he goes, I don't think we need a CVB anymore. He goes, we need a destination marketing organization. And I'm going, hello? It's the <laughs> same thing? And yet he convinced this city council that a CVB is superfluous, and let's go start over and build a DMO. There needs to be an adult in the room saying, hey, that's not how this works. Is that a role that DI could at some point in the future become? Sure, and I think they do that already in, in a lot of ways. That DI team... 
uh, is on the road doing speaking engagements uh, to try to help our members do just that, just what you were talking about. They go on the road, they give advocacy talks, they speak at annual board meetings to make sure that it is that kind of international voice talking about the role of the local DMO, no matter if their name is CBB or not. And to, again, try to be that expert in the room and gather the elected officials and the leaders so that they have a better understanding of of what they do and what the benefit of the association is. Well, Gretchen, again, congratulations on being chair of an organization that, as we heard at the annual meeting, the financial position of this organization has never been stronger in 100 years. So, so many chairs have come in and they've been dealing with issues that just were the kinds of things you can't do magical, transformative, cool things. And you're in a position that you can. Um, and so we're I'm really thankful. excited <laughs> for this next year for you. Uh, yeah, no pressure. <laughs> but you have the resources and you've, and you've got a great team around you. And uh, we just can't wait to see these three pillars move forward over the next year. Yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah. And owe a debt to those uh, that came before me to help get the organization into the financial shape and the structure that it's in right now. So I look forward to the year ahead. Yeah. Well, when you first joined us on DMOU, your bonus round question, as I said, you said that, and I encourage everybody to go back and listen to that one if you haven't, but you had a great story of how basketball brought you to the DMO world. So <laughs> for this bonus round question, those of us that were there in Baltimore and witnessed your ascension to the throne, there was an introductory video that your staff put together that suggested that there's not one, but there's five Gretchens roaming Little Rock and the world. <laughs> so give us the backstory of that great video. <laughs> Thanks. So our amazing creative team did produce that video with very little direction from me, right? So I, I sat down and told them, you know, that we, we've got an opportunity here to showcase Little Rock, but I simply asked them, I said, you know, a lot of people in the crowd aren't going to know me, so they need to get a little bit of personal introduction of myself, but I want to use it as an opportunity to highlight some of Little Rock's great features. Yeah. And then after the year we've had and the year we've all endured, and actually it's, it's well over a year now, for goodness sakes, just make them laugh, even if that's at my expense. And they took uh, great pleasure in pushing me out of my comfort zone. Um, so they came back to me with this idea uh, of the, the five Gretchens roaming Little Rock. So I'll quickly run through them. So of course there was CEO Gretchen. That's the one that, you know, people see the most frequent. There was Coach Gretchen. So you mentioned basketball. I, uh, many know that I, I do love sports and I have coached basketball for years in our boys and girls club and summer tournament teams and at my niece and nephew's school. Just this year, my niece and nephew have, have officially entered junior high and high school. So Coach Gretchen is going to get to actually take a sabbatical. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that, although I have loved every minute of coaching youth and children for many, many years. Then there was Broadway ticket holder Gretchen. You know, she's the one that loves live theater and special events and local festivals. Uh, unfortunately, she's been in somewhat of a depressive state for the past <laughs> 16 months, but uh, certainly excited that concerts are starting to return and we will be able to welcome Broadway again in Little Rock in late October. The fourth one was Cycling Gretchen. So I, I do enjoy a leisure bike ride. And this one, we've got over 1,100 miles of road and, and mountain bike trails in Little Rock. Unfortunately, pesky CEO Gretchen is now dominating a little too much of the time. So I haven't been on my two wheels in a while. 
Uh, and then last but certainly not least, there was tourist Gretchen. This one's also been suffering some severe depression lately uh, due to the restricted travel and closed borders, right. but definitely optimistic as things start to reopen. So those five Gretchens kind of took a stroll through Little Rock and, and team meetings as we were preparing to head off to Baltimore. It was a, a super cute video. Yeah. And then all five of you tried to get on the plane, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> all five had a team meeting. All five tried to get on the plane. Only one of us had a real ID. So only CEO Gretchen got to go. <laughs> oh, it was great. We loved it. And is there any opportunity for those who weren't there to see it? Well, we're, we're trying to work that out. So I, I okay. think DI would like to be able to share that on their social platform as well. So if we can make that happen, we will. All right. Be looking for that. Hey, Gretchen, again, thank you for all you do for our sector. And we look forward to a great year ahead um, as chair of Destinations International. Thank you so much. Oh, you bet. That's it for this edition of DMOU. Tell your friends and peers this is where the best and the brightest come to share their stories. It's DMOU.com. Again, thanks to our sponsor, Searchwide Global, the premier executive search firm in the DMO space. If you're looking for a new opportunity or looking for the perfect candidate, call them. It's searchwideglobal.com. DMOPros.com is where you're going to find links to our services for the DMO sector, our book destination leadership, links to the Z News, our blogs, and the biggest DMO job board on the planet, plus past episodes of DMOU. That's DMOPros with a Z.com. Executive producer of DMOU is Terry White, and this is a production of DMO Pros. I'm your host, Bill Geist. Until next time. <laughs>